Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? How many people are just glad they're in church this morning? Why don't you raise your hand? All right, that's great. I wasn't trying to be the cheerleader this morning or anything like that, but that's okay. That's good. That's good. Everybody's excited to hear what God has for their hearts this morning. And uh, actually, this morning, I am very, very excited to introduce uh, a special speaker for this morning's service. Uh, we had a wonderful Cleansing Stream retreat yesterday. God did some incredible, incredible things that will affect people's destinies. It was a powerful uh, um, day and weekend that we had at our church, and uh, I'm just so excited about moving forward, just feeling like God has done some incredible things, even in my own life. Um, I would like to introduce this morning our special speaker. His name is Terry Tinder. I just want you to be aware that at the close of the service, we're going to receive a special offering for his ministry today, and so just so that you could be aware of that. Pastor Terry has come to our church for many years. He has done many retreats here at our church. Um, He is the pastor at New Life Worship in Grand Forks, and uh, that's a four-square church at Grand Forks, uh, doing a phenomenal job there. He has done Cleansing Stream all over America. He has led Cleansing Stream retreats. He has traveled all over the world doing Cleansing Stream retreats as well as teaching pastors in many different countries. He is an amazing teacher. He is a friend not only to myself, but also to Watford City Assembly of God. Would you welcome to the podium this morning, Pastor Terry Tinder. Hey, buddy. How are you? Sounds like a deal. Every time you hear an introduction, you go like, who in the world is he talking about? Like me? Is he talking about me? Talk on it. These things. Well, anyway, anytime I come to a place, I ask the Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? What do you want to communicate? Because I believe that God has a, a word that he wants and One of the things that I usually do, I'm like a teacher kind of a guy. I love to go through the scripture and just nail it and go right down and teach. But every once in a while when I go to a place maybe like this, God will give me a prophetic word, a word that he wants to speak and release into the body. And one thing I never do when I go to any place, I never go, Pastor, what kind of troubles you got going on at the church? I never ask a question. I never ask anything because I don't want to be swayed and come in. I want to come in and speak what the word that the Lord wants to say, the thing that he wants to communicate. And so when Pastor Sheldon asked me to come and speak, I I began to say, Lord, what do you want? What do you want me to do? And he, he showed me the, the area he wanted me to do. And he showed me what he wanted me to say. And I said, great. And, and so I, I have some stuff all put together, all nice and neat, neatly packaged, wonderful scripture verses to go through and wonderful things to teach. And then a few days ago, the Lord said, no, I want you to do it different. I want you... Well, it looks a little different, doesn't it? He goes... <laughs> That this is not my normal. I'm. Uh, I know my name starts with T. I'm not Mr. T. Uh, I'm not Mr. T without money. Um, you know, he had all the gold chains and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not Mr. T. But he sometimes when the Lord speaks prophetically, he does it with pictures. 
He's done it throughout the scripture. He had the he had like he had prophets of God making little little sandcastles of of uh, the city of Jerusalem and building siege engines against him like he's playing with little toys or something and having them do that and and you're going like man come on he's a prophet why don't you just have him say thus saith the Lord and they do this thing because God wants us to have visuals sometimes so that we can see what's going on now I don't know did how many of you kind of saw me up here before I got up here that I had chains on so a bunch of you saw that. We can come to church as believers, come to church, worship God, bless Him, praise Him, honor Him, exalt Him, and, and just be rejoicing in Him, but still have chains on us. You know, I, I like this too. I never tell my son what I'm preaching on. He's our main worship leader. I never tell him. And every single time he picks songs that absolutely go along, absolutely perfectly with the word that's going to come forth because God speaks to him, God speaks to me. God speaks to your worship leader in one of the songs he sings, my chains are gone, I've been set free. We can be in church singing, my chains are gone. Yeah, you know, I'm not a singer, I'm a preacher. (laughs) So you just heard that. Woo! Aren't you glad I'm not here as your special singer? You guys might be emptying out and running for the hills, but we can be singing, my chains are gone, and still have chains upon us. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to speak? And he said, here's what I want you to speak. I want you to tell them that they must unconditionally forgive every person who has caused you harm, who has caused you wrong, who has hurt you, those who maybe have beat you, those who maybe have sexually abused you, those who maybe have slammed you, put you down, beat you underneath their heels, cheated you, robbed you, beaten you, taken things from you, called you names, betrayed you, denied you, turned their back on you, left you. And you go, wait a minute, unconditional. Hey, I know all the things that are popping up right now. Your heads are going boop, 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 boop. Unconditionally? You don't know, Terry. You don't know what happened in my life. I know what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says we have to forgive. I had a teacher one time who says, it's so unfair to tell people who have been hurt that they need to forgive. And I said, they need to forgive. You say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can I forgive? Isn't that kind of just like sweeping it under the rug, ignoring what happened to me? No, it's not sweeping it under the rug. And we'll see exactly what it is in a minute. It's not saying, oh, it doesn't matter what happened to you. Because the things that have happened to us, some of the things that I've just spoken, are so absolutely devilish and so painful and so hurt-filled that God doesn't just expect us, just, oh, just blow it off, just throw it away. But He does ask us to unconditionally forgive. And so then we can say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
I want justice. Isn't that what we want? They hurt us. I want justice. We want to see them hurt. We want to see them pay. And a lot of times, if we're honest with ourselves, we want to see them pay quite more than we hurt. We want to see them really hurt because of all the things that we've suffered. And we have this thing that God's placed within us, this desire for justice. I want justice. And that's because God's a God of justice. That's why he's put that in you. But even, uh, even with that understood, he still says, I want you to unconditionally forgive. I want you to release. I want you to let people go. I want you to free yourself of them. Some of us are so shaped by our pasts. These chains are small, and I'm glad they are because they're heavy. I don't know if you've been seeing me. I've been going like, oh, doggone this thing. Like, they, they just keep moving. They keep shifting. They're digging into my shoulders. They're digging into the back of my neck. But some of us have chains bigger than this. Because we're filled with unforgiveness. We're filled with anger. We're filled with hatred. We're filled with... We, if we could get away with it, in our hearts maybe we'd say, I wish they'd die. Strong, harsh words. Strong, harsh feelings. And the chains are bigger. If Jim would have brought me bigger chains, I'd be laying down there and I'd have to preach from the floor. These are getting heavy. They've been on since the beginning of church, before the beginning of church. And they keep, this one was like here, now it's there. And I got stuff going on over here. But you know what we do sometimes? Instead of doing things the way that God wants, instead of taking care of things the way that God wants to, to do things in our life, we, we do them another way. Pastor Sheldon, can you help me? Could you, could you come up here just for a minute, really? Yeah, I'm not teasing you or anything. But this is uncomfortable could you help me kind of like oh sorry just taking a little Ooh, there you go oh no night look what you did now (laughs) oh uh, okay let's try that one that oh oh there we okay let's thank you that's what we do We take our problems, our hurts, our pains, and we go to a pastor, we go to someone else, and we say, man, I'm so filled with pain, I'm so filled with hurt, I'm so filled with brokenness, I'm so filled with this stuff. Pastor, would you help me? And then the pastor does a few things, and whew, well, this does feel a lot better back here, because that was really, really crunching me. But it does feel better. And so now I'm going, whew, this feels better. The chains are still here. Sometimes we'll go to people and we'll cry and we'll go through things. We'll tell people things. But there's a solution that only God can do to get rid of these chains. It's only Jesus who can take the chains. It's only God's power that can manifest to lift these chains off of us. 
Now, he made me feel a lot better, and I'm so happy because I'm telling you, for a minute there, really, it was on the back of my neck, and I started getting a little dizzy. I thought, man, am I going to pass out? I said, I better move these things a little bit. Sometimes the pain is so overwhelming, and then we just rearrange it. God calls us to unconditionally forgive because when we have unforgiveness, see, like, here's the end of this chain. When we have unforgiveness, this is the person that we refuse to forgive. We might as well just attach. And everywhere, you know, it, it's a lot of extra weight for me to drag this thing around. And so what we do is we drag the weight of this other person all over the place. And we drag them with us. They never leave us for a second because we refuse to forgive them. How many people are at the end of your chain? How many people are you dragging along with you? God asks you to unconditionally forgive. Now, it's really stupid for a preacher to start out saying, you've got to unconditionally forgive. I need to have that at the end of the service so I can build you up, get you all the way, and then spring the surprise on you. Isn't that the way it works? Because we have to work ourselves up to something. God's wanting us to live by the truth of his word, by the truth of what he says, that we put our faith and trust in Jesus, that we can believe in him. Now, God says, you must unconditionally forgive. I must unconditionally forgive. But you know what? God doesn't unconditionally forgive. (sighs) What? Am I a blasphemer? God doesn't unconditionally forgive. God has made a way for every single person on the face of this earth to be forgiven and cleansed from their sin, to come into a relationship with God, to walk with God, to be with God, to have the Holy Spirit live and abide within us. But He does not forgive unconditionally. He forgives on the basis of the blood of Jesus. He forgives on the basis of what Jesus has done on the cross. And if a person will by faith grab hold of what Jesus has done, if he will by faith get a hold of this, grab hold of by faith Jesus and his shed blood, his cleansing from sin, then forgiveness can come. But if a person doesn't accept Jesus, they're condemned, they're judged. They'll die in their sins. So why can God fairly ask you? Why can He ask you to unconditionally forgive? Because He is the righteous judge. He is the righteous judge. He's going to judge every person who hurts you. He's going to bring them to justice. He's going to take care of them for you. Maybe not the way you want or in the time frame that you want, but everyone ultimately is going to stand before Jesus Christ. Everyone is ultimately going to be judged for their sins unless they accept Jesus. So how can we fairly just release and let go? How can we fairly say, that, that I can just forgive a person who's done such terrible, horrible things in my life. It's because Jesus has got your back. 
It's because Jesus has got your back. When we release a person, when we forgive a person, it's saying, Lord, I'm letting go. And I'm going to trust you for justice. We were never designed to carry chains. This one keeps getting along. wonder why it does that. These... Hey, do you know what some of us do? Do you see this chain? This link? That's when this happened in my life. See, see this link? That's when that happened. See, see this link? That's when that happened. And it's almost like we prize our jewelry. Look, I've been hurt so bad. But we stay in the same place. Do you know, these songs are just awesome today. Jesus Christ came to give you life and more, life more abundantly. If you're not living abundant life, then you have less than what God wants for you. He's not just saying it that we're a bunch of rich people running all over. Wahoo, wahoo. Abundant life means life in every aspect. Abundant life. He wants us in every aspect of our life. Our body, our physical bodies, our emotional, our souls. He wants us whole. He wants us to, to spiritually be right with Him and walking with Him. He wants to move in our lives and He wants to do these great things. He wants to pour out His blessings upon us. He wants to give us all things. But so often what we do is we bear things that Jesus died for. We bear them and we carry our chains and some of us have more chains than this. Some prize it. Some rearrange. But what God says is, I want you to forgive unconditionally. I want you to let go and release them. The great thing about forgiveness is in one sense, forgiveness is so easy it's so easy. The word forgiveness itself means to loose, to let go, to untie. It's kind of weird. It's used in just normal things. Remember when Jesus did his triumphal entry? He had the, uh, had the disciples get the donkey. You know, when they untied the donkey, that's the word for forgiveness. It means to untie. If you untie, you let loose. If you untie, you release. You let go. That's what God's asking you to do, is let go. That's what God is saying to the one who hurt you, to the one where you have bitterness and anger toward, to the one that you have regrets towards, to the one that maybe you... Man, it's just like one of the guys that came out of the Holocaust... You know, he said, he's, he was talking about, he says, his, he says, if you could touch my heart, you would die because it's so filled with bitterness. You can be saved. You can know Jesus. You can come to church. You can bless the Lord and, and worship him in and, and honor him. You can. And still have chains. And he wants those chains gone.
but you have to forgive. You have to trust that he's going to take care of the person. You have to believe that he is going to actually move on your behalf. And that can so free you. Don't you want to be free from the ones that hurt you instead of carrying them around with you? Don't you want to be free from the chains that so easily entangle us and stop us from moving ahead? God has a plan through the blood of Jesus. But we have to forgive. We have to release. And it can't just be a big emotional hoop-de-doo. has to be a choice and a decision. Have you ever done this in your life? You say, well, man, I've forgiven that person 450 times. Have you ever done that? You forgive them over and over and over. Well, sometimes because they sin over and over and over. But what happens in our hearts sometimes is because we have this unforgiveness, because we have this anger connected to this unforgiveness, because we have this hatred connected to this unforgiveness, we can say, I, you know, we want to serve God. We want to be free. We want to walk in his holiness. So God shows us again that we have this. And then we go, God, I forgive them. But we never truly release them. We never truly let them go. How do you know if you haven't forgiven? If you're thinking about any person right now and you've got anger in your heart towards them, you haven't forgiven them. It's real simple. That's one way. If you still have anger or hatred or bitterness in your heart towards a person for what they've done in your life, then you've not forgiven them. You say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't healing a process? Yes, there is a process to it. I understand that. And that sometimes we have to do it over and over and over again. But one of the things I believe God wants to do, he had me hang out in chains today, just not for fun, but to show how that release can come. And so what's going to happen here, and here's, here's the, the prophetic part of what I want to speak forth, not only the visual part, but the thing that the Lord wants to speak to you today. The Lord is saying this, that if you will make a decision in your heart today, to forgive and to release those who have hurt you, then I will heal you. I will free you from that anger, that rage, that hatred. And I will make your heart new today. Awesome. Awesome. That's what the Lord wants to say to us today. But again, there has to be a decision. There has to be a choice on our part, not to just throw things to the wind, but to entrust them to Jesus. We want to be free. If we want to get rid of this, then we need to come to Jesus. We need to come 
to the Lord and say, Lord, I choose to give this up to you. I choose to release these hurts, these wounds, the pain, the suffering, the heartache, the difficulties. are gone. Wow, that feels different. I feel lighter. That is what Jesus wants to do. But we have to make that simple choice, that simple decision to say, I am going to let go and give it to you. That's you today. I'm just going to give you an opportunity. If the Lord's been speaking to you and he's been pointing out someone you need to let go, someone you need to release, maybe you've forgiven everyone else, but you haven't forgiven this one. You're holding it on onto it like a special thing because you think it's you need to in order to justify all the things that were done to you. But you need to be free from all the things that were done to you. You need to be released from the things that were done to you to move ahead in the power of God to move ahead in His life and if that's you and you want to release some people I'm going to ask you to stand and say I give it to you Jesus I give it to you I'm not going to bear it anymore stand if you want that God's speaking to you you just stand release them now release them in the name of Jesus Release them in the name of the Lord. Let them go. You don't need that burden. You don't need the chains. Let them go. Let them go. I know some are might be struggling right now. Do it in the name of Jesus. Trust the Lord that He will take care of it. Come on. Let go. Let go. Release. 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 In the name of Jesus.
against the spirits of abuse right now in the name of Jesus that have attached themselves to people because of the things that they've grown up to. Go! In Jesus' name. Go! You can't hold the people of God back any longer. Go! In Jesus' name. You can't hinder any longer. Jesus Christ is the healer. Jesus Christ is the victor. He's the overcoming one. difficult and we're living in it now and for those who are living in it now we're going to have to make some decisions to continue to forgive and if there are things let me tell you God doesn't want I'm going to say this I'm going to say that can I say it Pastor Sheldon can I say yeah I'll say it if you're living in a situation that's abusive that's extremely verbally abusive, physically abusive, sexually abusive. You do not have to stay in that circumstance and situation. It is not God's will for you to be in that kind of a situation where you're getting beaten, where you're being abused. It's not His will. I know there are some that they'll grab the Bible and they'll say, the man, the man's the head of the house. You get it? This 
what God's word says. I'm going to you line up with me. Baloney. Garbage. That's a spirit of hell. It's a religious spirit that seeks to beat people into submission. God doesn't beat us into submission. And he doesn't beat his children. He might discipline us. That's different. So if you're in that kind of a situation, get help now. Get help now. Well, I can't leave. Get help now. Do it. Get it. I grew up in an abusive home where for all the years I was at home, 18 years. For 18 years, my dad beat my mom. For 18 years, my dad... Well, he didn't beat me for 18 years. He didn't beat me till I was bigger. But when I, because then when I'd step in and fight him uh, for to protect my mom, and my mom lived through that. She lived through it year after year after year after year after year after year after year, and she lived through it after I left to go into the military. And she would call me and she would say, she'd say, Terry, Terry. Uh, your dad's beating me again. He took he took the pokers by the uh, by the fireplace and he beat me with them. And I said, "Mom, call the police. Call them now." She said, "No, I can't. I can't." I said, "You can do it." She goes, "No, I can't." I said, "I'm hanging up the phone. Never call me again. You can't call me over and over again saying dad's beating me and then I tell you what to do and you ignore it." I said, "You got to do something about." It. I can't. I said, I'm hanging up. No, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Finally, I said, Mom, call. She called. Cops came, handcuffed Dad, stuffed him in the back seat, took him away to jail. Spent the night in jail. Now, I know this doesn't happen with everyone, but in that situation, my dad never touched my mom again. I'm not saying that's going to happen if you do this because there are, we know there are people who refuse to change. But that doesn't mean we have to live in that situation. And he never touched her again. What would have happened if she would have done that first time he touched her? That this is not allowed. That this is not going to take place. This is not going to happen to me. But you know what my mom said? Well, Terry, what will happen to your dad? Who's, who's going to take care of him? And I said, who cares? I said, you don't have him beat you and then you have to feel like you have to take care of him. she learned something that helped she finally stood up and said no more and you don't have to do it to the person right but when you're by yourself don't ever do that get help there's places to help you this church can help you there's people here who want to help now I never planned that part but I know that when God starts speaking things to me that it's happening in some of your lives right now and you're at a decision point in your life 
Am I going to live with this for the rest of my life? Or am I going to stand up and say no more? No more. No more. And again, don't just go to the person and say no more and be by yourself. That's not the way to do it. Because if they're abusive, they'll just abuse you again. just sit down for one moment please thank you (laughs) I know it get a little intense sometimes but this is an intense topic this is something that's so important and so vital for our lives now maybe there's someone in here you've never accepted Jesus before in your life you've never said yes you've never been forgiven you've never been released from your sin you've never had an opportunity to maybe just take a stand and say I'm choosing today to turn to Jesus I'm turning today to turn to him to be forgiven I'm going to make a stand for Jesus and I'm going to follow after him See, salvation isn't just us saying yes to God. It's one time. It's saying yes as a lifestyle. I turn my life over to you. It's like getting married to God, if you want to put it that way, that we have a connection with him. We connect ourselves to him and we follow him as disciples all the days of our lives. He's calling us to be a people of God. And if you've never accepted Christ and you'd like to do that today, I want to give you that opportunity. And I said take a stand, so that's exactly what I'm going to ask you to do. If you're here today, you want to respond to Jesus, stand. Take a stand for Him. He took a stand for you. He took a stand on the cross for you. If there's anyone else, come on, stand to your feet. If there's anyone else who needs Jesus, stand to your feet. Now's the time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for you to be saved. Today is the day. Now, I'm not sure what they do around here because I never asked that either, but you guys who stand, I'm sure they got something for you. I'm sure I'll let the pastor take care of that business. Can you do that, Pastor Sheldon? Okay. God bless you guys. Here, let's do this. It's real simple to come, become a child of God is that we trust in the blood of Jesus, his death upon the cross. We become believers. We become his children, it says. He forgives us of our sin. He cleanses us. He washes us. Adopts us into his family. But then after we do that, we need to walk it out. And so I encourage you to become a part of this church, become a part of what's going on so that you can grow and mature in the things of God. But God's called you to this place today so that you can know that he loves you with an everlasting love. Let's just pray this prayer. Let's all do it together. Dear Jesus, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of my sin all that I've done I turn it over to you and today I receive your salvation 
Cleanse me. Make me new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to walk every day in a way that pleases you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Yes, sir. I'm out of here. Well, not really. I'm going right there, but... Hey, there we go. Thank you, Pastor Terry. You know what I appreciate about what Pastor Terry shared this morning is what you don't, what most of you don't understand is that Pastor Terry is a deep man of the word. He has his doctorate. He has taught many, many people about the deep things of scripture. He actually is a mentor to other people getting their doctorates. And this morning, it took a lot for Pastor Terry to get up here and share exactly what God wanted him to share, as opposed to going to some of the normal things that he could have taught you or shared with you. So I appreciate his willingness to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, because I believe that there are people here this morning that God really ministered to your heart today, and you were touched in a special way. We want to receive a special offering this morning for Pastor Terry and his ministry, if our ushers could come forward at this time, and we're going to do that. And Courtney disappeared. Are you back there behind the curtains, Courtney? Why don't you come back out and just give us a little more uh, music for this? All right. We're going to pray for Pastor Terry and and his ministry this, this morning. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Pastor Terry and his willingness to come and do cleansing stream for many years. We thank you, God, for his willingness to be obedient to the Holy Spirit this morning. God, we ask, Lord, that, that this offering this morning would be such a blessing to his life. It would allow him to be able to speak into the lives of many other people, to see your will and your way uh, come to fruition in their hearts. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much, God, for just that you love us so much that you don't want us to carry around those chains in our life. God, we thank you that, God, you have provided ways for us to walk in freedom and in liberty. God, I just pray right now this morning that the peace that passes all understanding would guard each heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That God would have full rule and reign in our hearts and in our lives. That God, we would be receptive and obedient to your Holy Spirit in each step of the way that we take this week. God, bless each person that's here this morning. God, that your abundant blessing would rest upon their lives so that they could reach into other people's lives and share the good news of you, Lord Jesus. We love you and we magnify you today, God. You are great and you are awesome. Thank you so much for speaking to our hearts today. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you shake someone's hand as you leave this morning and bless them. Again, if you responded this morning, if you could come and talk to a couple individuals up front here, they'd love to pray with you, chat with you a little bit more about that. Lord bless you guys.